So I have a question for you. Do you believe the adage that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with? That's a quote that's attributed to a motivational speaker, Jim Rohn. And a lot of my colleagues, a lot of people in my space believe that. And I, I believe there's a grain of truth to it. I don't know how they came up with the number five, but I believe there's a grain of truth to it. And I don't necessarily think of it as you're only going to perform to a level, which is the average of those individuals that you spend time with. But I think what it speaks more to is if we pay attention to who our accountability partners are, to who our mentors are, to who the people who we share our ideas and our dreams with and look for input and feedback and honest advice from them that aren't just going to throw platitudes and be yes meant to us. If we strive to find people who are smarter than us, that we spend our time with, that that is going to help us to break through barriers and succeed in new and unique ways. That's, I believe that. I believe that 100%, but here's a challenge. We get stuck in our ways. And those of us who have been in the same job for year after year, in the same industry for year after year, we've got, a, we, we have an entrenched network of friends, colleagues, business uh, people that we work with, family, it's hard for us to move new people into that inner circle in order to help them have them influence us and move us in a different direction. And where this becomes exceptionally difficult is if you are stuck in that routine and you need to develop some new skills, some new perspective, and you need to break away from that routine, especially if you are a baby boomer, a Gen Xer, looking to reinvent yourself, looking to break out of the mold that you've been in for your entire business life and take on a new venture. Where do you find the five people who are going to help you get to the next level and reinvent yourself? That sounds like a fantastic topic today for Gray Matters. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. It is so good to be back on the air in Gray Matters, and I apologize for those of you who have already started to rely on the show being published each and every week because I did slip in my publishing schedule. I don't actually have a good excuse for missing the last uh, broadcast, uh, other than the fact that I was on the road uh, at a conference and I ended up... <laughs> I ended up overextending myself and ended up with a pretty bad cold when I got back and I just didn't feel up to recording uh, another podcast. And we aren't really that far ahead yet in the entire podcast publishing sequence. So uh, consequently, we ended up slipping. But that is the nature of a, of a newer of a newer online property like our like our podcast here. Plus, we're also making some changes to the podcast, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But what I wanted to talk to you folks about today is I wanted to explore how we how we surround ourselves 
with people who are smarter than us, uh, share values with us, and are going to help us reinvent ourselves to move to the next level. The entire concept of, of the gray zone and gray matters is that uh, baby boomers and Gen Xers, we are increasingly having to reinvent ourselves because the workplace that we have uh, spent our entire career in is not necessarily going to support us over the next 5, 10, 20 years of our existence. And so rather than expecting the workplace to change, we are going to reinvent ourselves, find new value and new energy and new skills and build another facet of our career. But the people who have been with us, the people who we've relied on uh, and networked with and been friends with uh, that got us to this point, while they still have personal value to us, they might not have as much business value to us because they are probably not on the same path of reinvention and change the way that we are. So how do we then find that next group of supporting individuals? that we can bounce ideas off. Now, I'm sure some people have the ability to be able to just sit down and conceive a new entity and build it themselves without input from the outside. I'm not one of those people. When I stopped doing my television show and started to reinvent myself for the online space, I needed a lot of support. And I bounced from pillar to post with ideas, just looking for new ways of doing things and trying to understand, gain the perspective of where my value was in this new marketplace and what I could bring to the table. And not just that, but what was practical from a from a revenue standpoint? What would people pay for? What ideas were good and what ones were, were, were bad ideas? If you haven't been in the space, you don't necessarily have context in order to be able to understand those things. So it's a real fast track to success if you have trusted advisors, accountability partners, individuals who you can learn from, bounce ideas off of, and most importantly, that will give you honest and fair feedback without trying to uh, assuage your ego or make you happy, but instead give you true, truthful feedback. So how do you find those people? Where, where do they come from? And the reason that this has come to top of mind to me is I've just got back from a conference that introduced me to some of those people seven years ago. And some of the people that I saw this past week at Social Media Marketing World, which is the conference that, that, that I'm talking about, were people that I met seven years ago and have become friends and trusted advisors. And while they might not be in that group of five people that I spend the most time with, they are certainly in the group of people who I rely on to help me make good decisions as I reinvent myself and as I build a new online business. And so that's kind of the the theme today is I really encourage you, if you are in the reinvention phase, if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, I am looking at stepping into the online business world, I'm looking at reinventing myself, I'm looking at building a side hustle, finding a way to generate income and engagement outside of the job that I've done nine to five for the past 30 years. If you're looking for that, I don't think that there's a better fast track to that sort of, to to that path than to go and pick and choose some good live events to attend where you get a chance to meet and network other people who are on the same path as you. And for me, that was social media marketing world. There was two, actually two conferences that were right at the very beginning of my journey. There was one called Social Media Camp, which was a local one here in Canada in Victoria, BC, which is actually coming up in a couple of weeks, the next iteration of it. And Social Media Marketing World, which is in San Diego every year. And it's hosted by the Social Media Examiner people who have a very successful blog post. They write 
and teach social marketing skills. And social media marketing world has grown. The first year I went to it, I, I, I went every year except the very first year. So this was my seventh year, I believe. And they've been going for eight years. The first year, I don't know how many people they had, but the first year that I went, it was slightly under 2,000 people at it. And it was a bit, I thought that was a massive event. And the people I met were so smart and so engaged and really helped set me on the path. But this last year, there was over 4,000 people. So it's more than doubled in size and it's becoming almost overwhelming. Having said that, I still got a chance to see the people who I rely on and meet new people in the space. So, so here's the, here's the kind of the bottom line for this is when you go to a conference like this, you've often, for many of us, it's going to be the first time that we get an opportunity to meet people who are having the exact same challenges as us that are speaking the same language that we speak here on this podcast. They are people who are interested in social marketing and building a community. They're building a platform. They're authors and they're bloggers and they're podcasters and they are YouTubers and they are Twitterers, if that's a term, and they're Instagrammers and they build communities. They understand the impact of social media. They understand the challenges of social media and they they also understand that you need to find a way to monetize your business and they're constantly looking for those opportunities. So that's the attendees. Those are the people that are there to learn. They're there to learn how to more effectively grow their communications, grow their communities, how to build revenue. And then there's also an entirely other community there, which are the advertisers, the sponsors of the event who have a trade show. And they're the tools that you probably want to end up using video tools and social media marketing tools and content creation tools and content curation tools, all of the different tools that you might need or might be able to leverage and use in order to meet your communications goals and your community growth goals. And then the speakers that you get a chance to listen to run the gamut from people who understand analytics and talk to you about how to look critically at your business and at your community and at your social presence and how to grow that. There were people talking about bots and automation tools. There were people talking about uh, email marketing. I talked about video content creation. There was people that were talking, as, as I did, uh, talking about the, the technical aspects of video creation, but there were other speakers that were talking about the artistic aspects and how you tell stories better and how you create more engaging content from video, from graphic perspective, from blog post perspective, all of these, having all of these people who are like-minded, but different skill sets in the same location at the same time was for me, it was, it was, it was kind of like being in Disneyland for content creators the first time I went and I, I was energized by it, but more than energized by it, I met several individuals who I ended up becoming friends with. And now I rely on, and they are that five, that mythical five people that you are the average of. Now, I don't know if, I wish I was the average of success of the five people who, uh, that I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to mention five names to you now, but of the sorts of people who I talk about, but they've all exhibited a real skill and a, and a, and a talent for growing their brands in the online space. And I, I cherish those relationships. Now they become more than business colleagues. They become friends. Now humor me for a few moments and I'm going to tell you about three of my friends. And there's a theme that runs through all three of my friends that I want to share with you. And I think it's important to recognize as you, as you go through this process. Now the three people that I met in the very first social media marketing world that I ever attended that are still close personal friends and have become trusted advisors to me are Sue Zimmerman, Ian Cleary, 
and Amy Landino. Now, Sue Zimmerman is the Instagram queen. She has been for her whole life a serial entrepreneur, going from one business to another and building each one a successful business, often in retail, but she's done product manufacturing. And after her twin girls grew up, she jumped into Instagram with both feet. And now she has a wonderful online community where she empowers entrepreneurs and social marketers to use Instagram, build their business. And she teaches much of the same stuff that we're teaching you here on in, in the gray zone and, and in gray matters but she teaches it to a community of primarily female entrepreneurs and sue has mad networking chops she's just one of the most she's a she's boston brash if you have ever seen her on any of my on uh, any of my live streams or or have seen her online you know that she and i are about as different as can be as far as our personality but we share an ethos as do all of the three that I'm talking about. We share a, a kind of a common ethic standard uh, and a commitment to our community. And Sue has become a real trusted advisor for me, helping advise me as I've grown my business. Second on the list, Ian Cleary. Ian's Irish. He is a tools guy. He is similar to me in a lot of ways in how he looks and understands how tools work. He explains the tools, especially social media marketing tools. He's built a very traditional online business through his blog. He's a wonderful writer and wonderful researcher, and he writes these heroic blog posts that describe different advanced processes that social marketers appreciate. And he's taken that and branched that onto numerous different uh, vertical markets to build his business. And he also spent some time as a software developer. So Ian is the second of the three of these kind of super trusted advisors of me. The third is an entirely different kettle of fish. Amy Schmittauer, as she was when I first met her, was I think barely 30 years old. And she was a young YouTuber who had a channel that was very similar in size to my channel at the time. And she was also in the teaching space of teaching people how to create YouTube videos, how to da do daily vlogging, and how to create content in the online space. So we were actually doing some very, very similar things in the early days. Amy has gone through the m most massive transition of any of the four of us that I'm talking about today because Amy, after she got married, she uh, changed her name to Amy Landino, but she also did a complete pivot where she took her channel and she went from being Schmittastic, which was the name of her channel when she was doing, and I think her, her channel is called Savvy Sexy Social, was it? But she went under the moniker, under the, uh, the handle of Schmittastic. She changed her channel to Amy TV. And she became a lifestyle vlogger and she created a community around her shared productivity values. And she has grown a massive following of young women in their mid thirties now who follow her as far as life uh, advice, uh, style advice, um, productivity advice. So she has built a very solid community and become right at the heart of that community. And she is a brilliant YouTube content creator. She strategically looks at how videos are created and she has done a wonderful job of mastering that space. Now there's a couple of things that all three of these advisors and friends have in common. First of all, they're all great people. So that's, I mean, that's, that goes without saying, but they're all also younger than me, some of them substantially younger than me. And this is a point that I think is worth having a conversation about to all of the, us in the gray zone. I think it's very difficult for somebody who's had a successful career for a very long time in, a, in any industry 
to humble themselves and tell people that in the past they would have looked at as, uh, as mentees, people who they would have mentored, to ask them for advice and how to do things and listen to their feedback as equals or even as, as kind of as, as your mentors, as your advisors. It's a humbling experience for people our age. And I'm not sure if it's a male, female thing. You can tell me in the comments. I would love to hear whether you believe that there's a gender split on how easy it is for us to put ourselves in that position. Um, but I believe that it's a case, uh, especially for male, uh, for, for males, uh, that it's harder for us to sit there and say, you know what, I don't understand how it works, I need to be taught, and then go to somebody who's younger than us, and theoretically, and I'm putting air quotes here, less accomplished, because they've just been in the industry for less time, um, and say, will you show me what you're doing? What do you think of these ideas? Teach me this. What do you think of this idea? What's your best advice for me to do on that those that's a difficult place to get to but i think it's a incredibly important place for us to be able to get to because while we have been building our careers while we've been supporting our family and raising our kids and supporting our our our, our community and i'm talking about our physical community while we've been an active member of our of our of our civic community or our family community or our church or whatever it is that we've been an active member of the world's changed around us and social marketing has changed and social media has changed. And for us to now say, we're going to enter into that space, we're going to reinvent ourselves to be relevant in that space means that we have to, by nature, humble ourselves and say, but I don't necessarily understand how it all works. That's one of the reasons you're here right now. That's one of the reasons you're listening to this podcast is you know that you need to learn new skills and that you need to learn new ways of doing things. And it's probably far easier for you to listen to me, a 60 year old grade up weasoned guy who's been through the wars. It's probably easier for you to listen to me and take my advice easily than it is for you to listen to a 40 year old who is going to be giving you the advice because it's just, well, it's just easier to respect somebody that's been around longer. But I think we need to give ourselves a little bit of an attitude readjustment to make sure that we don't ignore the value that they are all going to bring to the table for us. And the best way, the best way for you to overcome those inhibitions is to meet them. Sit down face to face, have a burger with them or a beer. Sit down next to them at a conference while somebody's speaking, ask their advice, engage in conversation, ask them what they're doing, tell them about your story, and, be, and start to form a real relationship. Now that can happen online. Uh, we know it can happen online, but being there physically in person really, I, I think it just, it, it entrenches it and it, it, it forms a different type of bond. The fact that, and there are other people that I could have mentioned other than the three that I mentioned, but the fact that those people now have been on my friend list for seven years with their phone numbers in my telephone so that I can text them at any time and they respond right away or we communicate by Facebook messenger or we video call. And if I've got a problem, if I've got an issue with any, any time, I know that I can call any one of them and drop them a message saying, Hey, can we jump on a quick Skype call or a quick zoom call and have a chat? I've got an issue that I want to go run by you. I know that every one of them is there and hundred percent in attention and going to give me their best advice for me. And I'll do the same for them. So you need to find that cohort of people who you can trust, 
who are going to help you. You need to find your five, the five, the mythical five people who are going to make you the average of them. And the best place I think to find them is by starting to attend some of these conferences. So, uh, that's my, that's the advice today is, is we, we really need to, I think you want to take a look, start doing some searching and taking a look at the different type of conferences in your area ones that interest you. Uh, I'll be sharing publicly all the conferences that I'm going to be going to. I'll be at social media camp this coming month here in Victoria. Uh, the other big conferences I'll be at this year are VidCon, which is not one that I really recommend. It's not quite the same level as some of the others for this kind of thing. Uh, but next year there's going to be Atomicon in the UK and there's going to be, uh, if you're into YouTube, Vid Summit coming up in, I think it's October in Los Angeles. These are conferences that I think are outstanding for the opportunity to meet people at. And if you pick and choose these conferences correctly, many of them, you'll be able to not just meet other attendees, but you'll be able to spend some real quality time with the speakers, the people who you're looking up to and that you're turning to for advice. So take a look. And let me know which ones you're interested in going to. I'd be, I'd be fascinated to hear. And if you are going to be coming to one that I'm at, I'm hoping that you'll drop me a note and let me know that you're going to be there so we can say hello in person. I'll tell you one thing, one final story as we wrap things up. Creating this podcast is more of a challenge than creating a YouTube channel for me because YouTube gives you so much analytics. YouTube, always, you always know how you're performing in YouTube because the analytics are so rich. When you create a podcast, you upload it and you see that 600 or 1,000 people have downloaded it, but you don't know how much they're listening to it. You don't know how much value they're finding in it because the comments, let's face it, are very weak because you're all listening to the podcasts on different platforms. So there's nowhere near the type of engagement as there is on, say, a YouTube channel or even even an Instagram post that people put forward. There's just less engagement with podcasts. And that, to me, has been a bit of a challenge. So when we did the first 13 episodes of this podcast, I sensed that we were in the right space, that we were reaching a community just based on the number of downloads we were getting. But I didn't have much conversational feedback from the community. Well, when I was at Social Media Marketing World, I had well over seven or eight people come up to me and say, Steve, I'm listening to Gray Matters. It's right on point. You're speaking to me. Now, every single one of those people was, was somebody close to my age. So I appreciated that fact, but, but it really lifted me up to hear the stories of people that were listening to the podcast, giving me feedback on it and finding value in what we are delivering every week here on Gray Matters. So I appreciate that. And if you do feel the urge to reach out and communicate, here's the best way to get in touch with us here at Gray Matters is visit dototech.com and then click on the podcast link uh, for the latest episode. In each podcast uh, episode, the blog post for each episode, there's a comments field down at the bottom, which is tied to Facebook comments. I encourage you to use that to reach out to us, to ask questions, to offer suggestions, to let me know what you're thinking. That's going to be the easiest way to get in touch with us. Of course, if you feel like uh, leaving a review on iTunes, or whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening to, I appreciate that as well because the more uh, viral sharing that happens with a podcast, the more we're going to grow. So let your friends know about it, anybody that's in the gray zone, and we'll continue to grow what we're doing here on Gray Matters. We, on a final note, one final note on the podcast is I'm going to be making a few format changes to it. I want to add a little bit more energy to it. We're going to be doing a few more interviews coming up. I've got some wonderful interviews booked over the next month that will be making their way into the feed very quickly. But we're also, I think, going to do a, a, a fairly major change to the overall 
format. I'm going to bring on a producer kind of slash co-host to add an extra voice to the podcast on a regular basis, uh, which I think will add a lot of energy and a lot of pace to the, to the podcast. And we'll wrap things up there. Till next time, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle. <laughs>